Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, focusing on advanced manufacturing innovations, solutions, and partnerships that exist in our region now and in the future. Welcome. You are listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Marty Kress, and I'm your host. Today we are speaking with Dr. David B. Williams. Dr. Williams is Dean of the College of Engineering at The Ohio State University. As Dean, Dr. Williams is responsible for the strategic vision, mission, and goals of the college, the education of more than 10,000 undergraduate and graduate students, and the administration of 950 combined faculty, research scientists, and staff. That makes the College of Engineering at Ohio State larger than most universities. Ohio State is currently ranked second in the nation among all universities and colleges in industry-sponsored research expenditures, and nearly half of that research is conducted in the College of Engineering. Since 2005, more than 275 individual companies have invested in research in the College of Engineering. Dean Williams is involved in many university industry economic development partnerships. In particular, he serves on the boards of ASM International, Ohio's Third Frontier Advisory Board, Lightweight Innovations for Tomorrow, Columbus 2010, Metro Early College STEM School, EWI, Ohio Aerospace and Aviation Council, and the Transportation Research Center. Before coming to Ohio State, Dr. Williams served as president of the University of Alabama in Huntsville, Alabama. A native of Leeds, England, Dean Williams holds multiple degrees from the University of Cambridge. Dean Williams, it's a great honor to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Marty. A pleasure to be here. We're going to ask you a series of questions that are going to focus around manufacturing and some of the really innovative things that are going on today at The Ohio State. Last year, in a business article entitled America's Manufacturing Resurgence Starting in Ohio, you mentioned that the key assets and programs already in place at Ohio State are having a key role in advancing the manufacturing fabric. Would you elaborate on that for our listeners and give them an idea of what are some of those key assets? Certainly, and this comes back to Ohio State's role as a land-grant university uh, serving the needs of the state of Ohio, and part of our mission is indeed to advance the economy of the state of Ohio, and we do that in many ways, primarily, of course, by producing the workforce of tomorrow, which is our students. Uh, this is also uh, aided by, as you mentioned already, tremendous partnerships with companies throughout the state of Ohio, and the two largest manufacturing uh, thrusts in Ohio are transportation-related, automotive, uh, embodied by Honda and its supply chain, and aerospace, embodied perhaps by GE Aviation and its supply chain. And these are two of the companies we've, with whom Ohio State University and the College of Engineering in particular have had many, many partnerships, including the hiring of students, joint research for our faculty, uh, and uh, also partnerships uh, that involve helping solve the problems for tomorrow's manufacturers. One of the key things you focused on in the article were innovative public-private partnerships. And not only has Ohio State been good at winning federal competition, you've been great at creating your own Again, would you like to give us a little overview of what you're engaged in and why was this so important to you when you took over the deanship? 
There are several examples of public-private partnerships. Uh, the largest by far is our partnership with EWI, already mentioned, uh, and the University of Michigan, which I don't think I'm allowed to speak about. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, together, we partnered to be uh, the lead team in one of the, the White House's signature national networks for manufacturing innovation. Uh, this has resulted in Lyft, Lightweight Innovations for Tomorrow, a center in Detroit aimed at helping uh, the automotive industry and others to produce lighter weight products, which of course reduce the fuel consumption uh, and in that way help meet, for example, the cafe standards uh, for 2025, the corporate average fuel economy standards, that is. Uh, and in that particular case, uh, federal money is matched with state money uh, and with serious industry investment, as well as investments from the universities uh, to help solve the lightweighting problems for manufacturers, not just throughout Ohio, but throughout the nation. So that is one example uh, at the highest level. And the total investment there is close to $150 million over five years. So this is huge. Uh, within the university itself, we have created uh, the Center for Design and Manufacturing Excellence, uh, which again is a uh, unique experiment in how universities interface with industry. And in this particular case, uh, CDME is driven by industry needs rather than by faculty needs. And in this particular case, it is led by John Baer, an alumnus of the Ohio State College of Engineering, but not a faculty member, an individual who's been very successful in starting his own company and growing it and selling it. So I like to view CDME as a latent small business that perhaps we can grow to become a large business, maybe even sell it. Uh, <laughs> CDME uh, has been driven in particular by Honda's needs uh, and the rest of its automotive supply chain, uh, again, to solve its problems in manufacturing to meet the cafe standards. Uh, so that is a unique university research center led by an industry-experienced individual rather than a faculty-experienced individual, bringing together faculty and students from across the university. So there's just two examples. Yeah, and that's super because now you have someone that understands what a real requirement is for a company, what a schedule is, and maybe even a deliverable and a contract, which are important as you make your uh, further transition to more sponsored research. Let, let me stay on that theme, you know, as one of the leaders in sponsored research, what makes you so successful when the general perception that people have is that universities are hard to deal with? What's been the key to your success in terms of sponsored research? Well, let me first of all say universities are hard to deal with from the industrial standpoint because, let's face it, our missions are fundamentally different. Uh, that we are educational institutions, uh, much of our scholarly work is blue sky uh, research, and that is important because what's blue sky today may be absolutely essential for tomorrow, maybe five years, maybe 50 years down the road. So we mustn't lose focus uh, and simply try and solve immediate problems. However, many of the faculty who do research at Ohio State have a keen interest in solving some of today's nearer-term problems. Uh, why? Because they are fundamentally very, very complicated and require teams of great thinkers 
to bring together their ideas to address those problems. And the faculty at Ohio State, I think particularly given our land-grant history, are very interested in these kinds of problems and are willing to bring their own expertise, which might have been blue sky uh, a few years ago, might even still be blue sky, but have the potential to solve the really pressing industries that are facing the transportation industry and many others uh, in the next five to ten years. So it's that willingness of the faculty uh, and the students uh, to address really complicated industry problems in a team approach that I think makes us so successful. Add to that our ability to solve the thorny issue of intellectual property. That is, who owns the new ideas that come forth from these kinds of partnerships. And we have a great team at Ohio State that has proven very willing to work with industry to acknowledge that when industry brings its problems to the table, it has been working on these problems for many decades and is the driver behind the intellectual challenges. And we are very willing to partner in creative ways to ensure that the intellectual property issues are taken off the table right at the start. And that has opened the doors to great investments by companies such as again Honda and GE Aviation and also Boeing recently uh, to partner with us to set up unique centers where we bring our expertise to solve industry's problems of tomorrow. Those innovations in terms of IP, uh, I've talked to a lot of your staff, the, the fact that we're using very innovative master agreements is another barometer of your commitment to industry-sponsored research and your success. Let's, if we could, for a while, talk about the key university R&D partner, which, if I'm correct, is Honda. Uh, you probably uh, anchor that relationship for the university. Can you talk about where you have been in that relationship? And more importantly, where are you and Honda going to take uh, Ohio State and the, and the state of Ohio in the future? Yeah. Uh, this is a long story, so I, I will no, go right no, ahead. no, no doubt leave out some crucial parts. Yeah. Uh, uh, the state of Ohio, uh, more than 30 years ago, uh, created the Transportation Research Center uh, out in East Liberty, uh, several thousand acres of land uh, on which is a seven-mile test track, uh, and the Transportation Research Center and the federal government's uh, National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's Vehicle Research and Testing Center. And this is uh, an extraordinary facility, uh, which is set up in a way that the operating organization, TRC Inc., a nonprofit, uh, takes the operational surplus of this test center and the money comes to Ohio State College of Engineering. And so when I arrived here as dean and was taken out to uh, meet TRC for their first board meeting, I was told, oh, and you're the chair of the board, which was a, uh, a surprise. Uh, but uh, 10 minutes later, I was chairing the board meeting. Uh, and this is, again, a unique arrangement where one of the country's premier testing centers is integrated with a research university and this was used to attract Honda to put their manufacturing facilities out in Marysville and East Liberty. So the state invested, industry came, university brings expertise to help both TRC and Honda, and of course other users of TRC that include other uh, equi original equipment manufacturers, other automotive manufacturers, uh, as well as involving uh, Honda specifically and 
university faculty who do their work out there. That's really a fantastic story, and it's a great model for, uh, for other programs and activities. For those uh, listeners who are aging much like I am, uh, will we have an autonomous uh, vehicle by the time I retire? Do you see that in your, in your looking glass? Uh, absolutely. We will have an, an autonomous vehicle. We have them now. What we probably will not have is have them on the roads routinely because the biggest challenges there are not the technology for autonomy, which exists, but the social, the legal, the ethical, the insurance issues that surround the idea of vehicles driving themselves. And those are much thornier problems. Uh, there are obvious engineering solutions which are probably wrong. Uh, there are much more uh, challenging issues, societal issues that we will have to wrestle with. However, we are beginning to look at those at Ohio State where, as a comprehensive land-grant research university, we have many of the facets necessary to address those issues and we're exploring partnerships with companies like Nationwide uh, which will have to solve the problems of autonomy as an insurance company. Uh, we are also uh, working with uh, some of the other inch, uh, uh, automotive manufacturers. We are uh, in conversations with companies like Google and Uber and Apple, all of which has uh, see autonomy and autonomous vehicles as perhaps uh, future uh, industries in their own right. That's fantastic. When, when you referenced Honda and GE in particular, you talked about the pipeline, that we create the workforce of tomorrow, and therefore, not surprisingly, you know, there are a lot of internships and PhDs that are funded by both of those organizations. If you're listening and you're a small or a medium-sized company, what are the opportunities that you have and how do you best take advantage of the, the people, the assets, and the educational programs of an Ohio State? Yeah. Uh, particularly for small and medium-sized companies where cutting-edge research might not be uh, uh, right front and center for them, uh, the obvious place to start building relationships is uh, through hiring our product, that is, our students. Uh, maybe that's not the right word to describe them. Uh, however, uh, uh, our students uh, have tremendous hands-on experience in the curriculum at Ohio State and over 70% of our graduates each year and we graduate well over a thousand engineers every year well over 70% of those have had an industry experience an internship or co-op experience and there are hundreds of companies uh, uh, that hire our students uh, they may even be as young as sophomore students who go out and have internships and think about co-ops. So that's the way to get started in a relationship. And you can build those relationships as the company grows. Uh, you can hire more of our students. You can begin to engage our faculty members in specific areas where you think uh, we might be able to help you. Uh, and over decades, as has happened with Honda and GE Aviation, you can get to the point where there are multiple partnerships uh, with dozens of faculty and the hiring of dozens of students every year uh, from Ohio State Engineering. So you can grow it from the single intern to the situation where, for example, GE Aviation has over 30 of its engineers full-time on our campus doing research. Uh, these engineers are getting their masters and their PhDs, and they're out at our gas turbine research center, which is at Don Scott Field, the university's airport uh, in uh, northwest Columbus. And they are doing work fully funded by GE Aviation, but helping Ohio State 
continue to be one of the leading researchers in the area of uh, commercial jet engines. Mm -hmm. And out of that test center, uh, GE tests its full-scale turbines. Uh, we have large holes in the floor into which we can drop the huge jet turbines that power uh, the planes on which uh, so many of us fly today. Uh, and that is, again, another aspect of the way that we partner with Ohio's manufacturers to help their engineers get better qualifications and to help them produce better products uh, to help drive the economy of the state of Ohio. I'd be remiss if I didn't say our sponsor of today's show, the Ohio Manufacturing Institute, is also doing a lot of work looking at that supply chain. You know, who feeds Honda or GE or Boeing or Airbus? Because when you look, that becomes a critical part of the employment base of the state. And that means they are recruiting our talent, which is a great story in its own right. Uh, I, I saw a, a report the other day by McKinsey that said Ohio is the leading aerospace manufacturing state in the U.S. And most residents probably don't know that. And to go further, because I've heard you say this repeatedly, we're the number one supplier to Airbus and Boeing. You want to talk about how proud you are about that and how often you see the OSU logo when you meet with those companies? Oh, well, I think that... Uh, that statement alone uh, is something that very few people would believe. Uh, uh, and I think part of the challenge is that we haven't sold it, uh, this idea, as well as we might. Uh, perhaps we take it for granted. However, there is such a huge history of aerospace uh, in the state of Ohio, of course, from the Wright brothers through uh, Senator Glenn uh, being the first uh, uh, American to orbit the Earth, and, of course, Neil Armstrong being the first human being to walk uh, on the moon. These are all Ohio uh, historical leadership roles, and that has been built on by companies in Ohio driving aerospace, uh, not just GE Aviation, again, the whole supply chain, but companies like uh, Parker Hannafin uh, and many others with whom the College of Engineering has built partnerships. and. Uh, these companies are truly the leading manufacturers in the world in their specific fields. And I think we are, should be proud in Ohio of what we have accomplished. In fact, Ohio had a, a stand at the Paris Air Show last summer, and I was privileged to attend, along with Mike Benzakine, uh, an Ohio distinguished professor at The Ohio State University, who prior to that was the lead engineer at GE Aviation developing uh, the CFM series of engines which power thousands of planes around the world. So here we have, again, another synergy between an Ohio company mm -hmm. and Ohio State University and the transfer of knowledge from companies into the faculty at Ohio State University. And at the Paris Air Show, we were welcomed in to the senior level management of the world's best aerospace companies recognizing what we do at Ohio State through people such as Professor Benzakine. In, in today's day and age of IT and software, it's nice to know there's a state where we still make things. Um, as you look in your crystal ball, and most of your projects are trying to address emerging requirements, what do you see as the most pressing needs in our manufacturing industry? Well, that, that's a tough one. I, I think uh, the challenge is uh, that those needs vary from industry to industry. Uh, I believe that fundamentally the 
ability to solve the manufacturing problems in the computer rather than on the production line is perhaps the way for us to continue the revolution of manufacturing uh, in the state and in the nation. And to that end, we've uh, recently opened the Sim Center uh, at Ohio State, where faculty and students are developing new manufacturing processes and finding ways to manufacture uh, products in fundamentally different ways, starting with the design in the computer. And that, of course, requires uh, students and faculty who are right on top of the cutting edge in computer science, in computer-aided design, and in data analytics, and the opportunity to partner uh, those different skills all in one place is something that I believe will help to revolutionize not just the automotive manufacturing, and Honda again I thank for their investment in our Sim Center, but also the manufacturing of all kinds of products. I mentioned data analytics, that is an area in which the university is investing very significantly and hiring dozens of faculty in the area of translational data analytics. This is uh, taking the fundamental computer science and math and statistics of data analytics and applying it to the solution of problems. Uh, this has been driven by IBM's decision to move uh, their business client data center to Dublin, uh, and we have great partnerships with IBM there, and the gathering together under Columbus 2020 of the data analytics efforts amongst major companies in uh, central Ohio, companies like uh, L Brands, uh, Nationwide, uh, AEP, Huntington Bank, Cardinal Health, Ohio Health, and also Battelle Labs, a key partner of Ohio State and the College of Engineering, to create a collaboratory where these companies share their data analytics problems, because none of them share the market in which they are serving. This is a unique uh, partnership that has gained the attention of the Business Higher Education Forum in Washington, D.C., uh, because here we have companies partnering in ways that they have never done before, uh, along with Ohio State and Battelle and IBM, to solve the data analytics problems of the future and address, for example, the manufacturing problems that Honda has, and also the manufacturing problems that GE Aviation has, which has likewise invested in a huge data center actually out in California where they are analyzing the terabytes of data that come from every time a GE engine flies. Uh, these are just extraordinary fields in which the next generation of students can help to learn and then transform the manufacturing of tomorrow. So for a listener, we have the ability now to go from a computer to production without building a prototype. That is the idea. That's pretty fascinating. One last question. You have two signature initiatives right now in the College of Engineering under the university's discovery theme. Would you like to tell the audience briefly what is the focus of those activities? And again, how will they impact this uh, domain as we go forward? The university's discovery themes are uh, our investment in hundreds of new faculty uh, to help answer the really complex problems that face the world today. And in the area of energy and environment, we are looking at uh, how to develop a sustainable and resilient economy and also how to 
integrate materials and manufacturing for sustainability. And these are the two thrusts uh, which I have responsibility for uh, in my role actually as Executive Dean uh, of the professional colleges at Ohio State, where we integrate uh, multiple colleges in an attempt to solve these big problems. Uh, so uh, we are at the very beginning of hiring many faculty in these areas and of course these areas relate to much of what I've talked about uh, already today. Uh, that is, how do we know that a particular manufacturing process is truly more sustainable and more resilient? Just because we make an automobile with lighter materials, which lowers the, f uh, the fuel consumption, that's a good thing. But if in creating those lighter materials, we use more fuel and more energy, perhaps overall the process isn't truly sustainable uh, and resilient. So we are looking at the fundamental science behind uh, sustainability and resiliency and trying to direct the ways that we manufacture products with new materials. Uh, we're just at the very early stages of this, but the problems are huge intellectually challenging and they're going to be great fun to address. Dean Williams, you have a lot going on. We really appreciate you coming today and we wish you and the university continued success in helping to push manufacturing in the state of Ohio and enhancing the programs at Ohio State. Thank you for being here. And thank you and thank you to the Ohio Manufacturing Institute.